Hey, webheads. If you haven't guessed from the music already, today we're going to be covering issue number four of The Amazing Spider-Man, which you may also know as the first appearance of one of our good friends. Um, another way to say that would be to say Enter Sandman. I did there. Came up with a real clever introduction. Welcome. Welcome to another one of these uh, Amazing Spider webcast where we go over the Amazing Spider Man issue by issue. I'm Pete, your host. And today we're up to issue number four of the Amazing Spider Man and the first appearance of the Sandman. This is the man who's made of sand, not to be com- confused with the other Sandman, the sleepy one, or uh, Morpheus, King of Dreams, right? I had, speaking of dreams, oh, I had a doozy the other night. I know people don't like to hear dream stories. There's not much story here. Uh, I had a dream that I shit myself, and not only did I shit myself, but you know how like sometimes a baby will have a blowout where the shit goes out of the top of the diaper and all the way up their back? Almost onto their head. Uh, that's what happened to me in the dream. I was an adult, but I shit myself, and then I was feeling back there and was just like, oh, it's everywhere. And then I made the mistake of looking up dream interpretation of this, which, you know, of course, like the dream interpretation, interestingly enough, it seems that like when bad things happen in dreams or in life, you know, like when a bird craps on you and you're like, oh, that's good luck. It's like, I don't know. I think that's just something people made up because it's like, you just had this crappy thing happen. (laughs) Crappy. You just had a thing happen to you and now we need another, uh, we need to like say, okay, well, on the plus, you've got something to look forward. Don't end your life. There's something minor to look forward to. But the problem with looking it up wasn't really that. The problem with looking it up was that the things I found were like even worse, um, shit dreams that apparently people are having, right? Like feces in a dream, da-da-da-da, excreting voluntarily, um, okay, defecating in one's bed, um, walking on feces in a dream, um, falling into the sewers or a toilet bowl in a dream, defecating in one's pants, uh, it represents money, the smell of feces in a dream, to sell one's clothing with someone's feces in a dream means borrowing money. <laughs> there are some weird... Um, basically, I was looking through the different things, you know, like, oh, you're throwing feces and da-da-da-da, and there were some, like, true horrors. There was, like, something about, you know... Basically, if you're taking a crap that just never ends in your dream, like you're just taking one huge long crap for your entire dream, or you just keep wiping and it doesn't come clean, or you know, a lot of this stuff that I was like, oh my God, I'm glad I'm not having these dreams. So anyway, we're not talking about the Sandman of shit dreams. We're talking about the Sandman. Issue number four. Let's do it. So issue number four starts out with uh, Spider-Man stopping a pretty run-of-the-mill robbery. There's like these three jokers out on the street obviously going to do a robbery. 
and he busts him in the act, right? He comes swinging down, and they're like, uh, Spider-Man, we're sunk. And he's like, well, it's not Dr. Kildare, which I was like, okay. Spidey old reference alert. Dr. James Kildare is a fiction, fictional American medical doctor character. That's a lot of things. Fictional American medical doctor character. Originally, by the way, if you're a doctor of philosophy, you just let me know if you're a doctor of something besides medicine. Originally created in the 1930s by author Frederick Schiller Faust under the pen name Max Brand. Shortly after the character's first appearance in a magazine story, Paramount Pictures used the story and character as the basis for the 1937 film Interns Can't Take Money. Great, that's exciting. Oh, there's a comic book, a radio series, a comic strip, a short-lived second 1970s television series, and so on. So there you go. He's a doctor. Sometimes called Jimmy Kildare. So basically, Spider-Man tries to bust up this robbery, but then these guys are like, whoa, 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 we didn't even do anything yet. And Spider-Man's like, ah, shit. Well, that's a good point. I guess I should wait until you do a crime. But then he's kind of also like, wait a minute. So I have to wait until you do something illegal before I can bust you. This is a problem. Some real minority report shit going on. Now, the way these guys are drawn, you can tell they're obviously, you know, oaf idiots and they were totally robbing the place but anyway spidey has to swing off and he's like real dejected too he's like god damn it so in order to make himself feel better he stops by good old j jonah jameson's office and he's like i'll leave a little souvenir for him that'll make me feel better so basically he's just gonna fuck with uh jameson to make himself you know elevate himself which i support so then, um, you know, Spidey swings into action again. He's fighting the Sandman, but he can't fight him, right? He punches him. He just turns into sand. He punches right through him, and then he can turn his head hard as a rock and whatnot. And as he's fighting the Sandman, his mask comes ripped apart, and he's like, oh, my God. And then he has this fantasy of, like, all right, I bust the Sandman, but then everyone knows who I am. And then J. Jonah Jameson's going to fuck me over in the best part of this fantasy is uh aunt may she's dressed in like you know just tattered rags she she has like basically uh she's wearing the veil right now but you know it's like sewage colored and uh she has one of those things you know those i it's like a a tray but it's got suspenders that hold it up like these casino girls wear in these movies i guess but uh, it says, for sale, shoelaces, 10 cents. So she's trying to make her own living selling shoelaces. And she's obviously pretty broke. I would suggest probably any other product. I guess she, I don't know. I actually really do need a pair of uh, boot laces right now. And if someone, if some old broad had them for 10 cents, I'd be like, yeah, maybe her uh, grandson was like a superhero who's disgraced. And uh I, I could help out that way. I believe in that. But it's it's a pretty great fantasy of just like this old Aunt May. Oh, old maid. Get it? Old maid. She's Aunt May. Mm. So, uh, basically Spider-Man runs away. Because he's like, oh, fuck, no one can find out who I am, right? So then the Sandman, we just watch him break into a bank. He turns his finger into a key which he turns in the lock and clicks. 
Then he sneaks under, you know, using his sand power, what appears to be like the kind of gate they pull across the stores at the mall, where you could just almost fit through, like a kid could probably just walk through, and he's like, well, I'm sand, and I can get through, and it's like, oh, wow, that's really impressive. Only you and, like, you know, a small child, maybe a small-framed adult, would be able to pull off a a robbery of this magnitude. Something that's not as clear to me in these early Spider-Mans is like, what are people doing with this money that they're robbing from everyone? Like the vulture has his flying suit. He made one, uh, you know, he got, he had the money to make one. So what does he need the money for? A second one, a better, an improvement? Can't he just get the money however he got the first money? Or, you know, the Sandman. Does he eat food? I don't even know. What's he going to do with this cash? So then we cut to Peter Parker sewing his own costume. Now, this is like a uh, an ongoing trend that will continue through Spider-Man is the sort of hilarity of, oh, yeah, I guess this guy has to, like, make his own costume. But this is also, I will say, part of the appeal of a Spider-Man, right? This is, like, part of what makes Spider-Man great. I mean, how often do you see um, most superheroes, you know, Batman is with a needle and thread? Or how often do you see fucking Superman with a needle and thread or Captain America or whatever? No. they. It seems like they have some chump who must be making their uniforms for them. And Spider-Man is the chump. It's just great to see, like, you know, he's got a needle and thread and he's, like, squinting with one eye. Ah, god damn it. So then he just happens to be doing that, though. He pricks his finger and then uh, sees the origin of the Sandman on TV, right? So the Sandman was named Flint Marco, which, by the way, you should have fucking known. When you name your kid Flint Marco, that kid's going to be up to no good, okay? When you name him uh, Chains Rattlecage, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem, child, uh, on the level of Problem Child, the movie. So he sees that uh, this dude was a prisoner, and he made a, a daring getaway. Pretty, um, he was in an unguarded drainage tunnel. It's very fucking Shawshank before Shawshank. There are quite a few things in these old Spider-Man comics. I'm going to skip way ahead. I'm in the early 100s, and there was a, a bad guy, the Destructor, I think he was called who, you know, was fucking around with these political campaigns and stuff. Well, and it turns out the Destructor is uh, the very politician that he's supposedly attacking, right? He's using it to raise his own cred. And this politician was real tough on crime and was breaking up the mob and stuff. And so after Spider-Man fights him, like a building collapses and the dude dies. And that's when Spider-Man discovers, oh my God, this guy was a, a charlatan. He was a fraud, but all these works he's done will collapse if everyone finds out. So he takes the guy's costume and burns it. And he says almost exactly the line um, from The Dark Knight, right? With the two-face where he's like, oh, well, an idea is more important than, you know, this man or something like that. Holy shit, right? Anyway, I don't know if, I don't know if these are just like real common story themes or if people are actively ripping off old comics 
But it just goes to show, there's plenty of Spider-Man to do. Anyway, Flint Marco escapes Shawshank style, and he somehow crawls his way onto an atomic device testing center. They're just like, I don't know, devices. He's uh, in an area where there's a huge explosion, and it's near a beach. And so a nuclear explosion catches him, and then he gets Sandman powers. Which, by the way, um, pretty much nuclear shit or nuclear waste or toxic waste is like everything in the Marvel Universe. Like anything you want to have happen. You want to have a guy turn into the Hulk? All right. Gamma radiation. You want to have a guy lose his sight but gain superpowers? Um, Radiation or toxic waste or something. You want to have a guy get spider powers? Radioactive spider. You want to have a guy turn into a sand monster? Radioactive uh, bomb. Nuclear bomb, right? Uh, Nuclear power or nuclear destruction is like the number one force for change in the Marvel Universe. Like, it's the number one... If you're like, how did this happen? It's like, "Mm, just assume nuclear something and then or toxic something and it hit the person and just whatever. You know, like... How did Luke Cage get his impenetrable skin? I don't know. Probably a toxic fucking uh, burrito he ate or something. You know, it's all it's all toxic, right? Okay. So then we cut back to the bank on TV. And the Sandman is standing proudly outside the bank being shot by police, holding a giant bag that has a money sign on it. You know, obviously very full. I get these... Banks must be like, God damn it, why do we keep getting these fucking huge bags with a dollar sign on it? That's just asking people to rob us. Here's what you need to do. If you're a bank and you're in like the 60s, right? People are going to be carrying out all this shit. Don't just leave bags lying. Leave a bag, like a shitty plastic bag laying around or a crappy old paper bag. That way, when someone goes to steal your money, they're not like, oh, I have this perfect, strong canvas sack with a dollar sign on it, and I'll just take all the goddamn money I want. So anyway, cut back to the J- the Daily Bugle. J. Jonah Jameson's walking in wearing a suit that looks like he stole it from Beetlejuice. It's like a pinstripe suit that's purple, and he's got a matching hat and these dark shoes and a bright yellow tie. He uh, takes his jacket off, sits in his chair, and he finds the little the little present there. That Spider-Man left, and his butt is stuck to his chair. And you're like, oh, we got him. Um, now, basically, he just, like, takes his pants off in his office and uh, is like, Betty, get me another pair of trousers. And she's like, yes, sir. And they have a second identical pair of these insane pants, I guess just in a file, a pants file. I get maybe Jane Jonah Jameson's wife is like, you keep fucking up your pants. I'm going to just buy two of every outfit and then we're going to put the second one at work. So then when you come back from lunch and you've got mustard or whatever you got all over your insane suit pants, which I don't approve of you wearing, but what can I do? Um, you can just switch into the clean pair. <laughs> so he trades into his clean pair and then, you know, Peter Parker's like, how about I'll take pictures of Sandman? He's like, oh, I don't know. So anyway, cut to the school. Peter Parker's in school, and we get this, uh, we get this, you know, classic, everyone's being a jerk to Peter Parker. 
what's her face? Liz? Is this Liz Allen? The poor guy has asked me out so many times, I just didn't have the heart to refuse him again, Flash. So she, he's got a date with Liz Allen. However, he has to cancel it with a uh, exclamation of suffering cats. He forgot all about his date. He's got to stop the Sandman. So he cancels the date. And uh, Peter Parker, you're the top student in the class. If you can't spare one evening for a date, then I'm sorry for you. Goodbye, really told him. Anywho, they're in class, and the Sandman and Peter Parker is carrying all these like test tubes and shit down to the janitor's office or something, where I guess they clean it. And the janitor's there. He's just like a you know, looks like a grease monkey or something. And then he's fixing a vacuum, and Peter Parker is like looking at the janitor, and he's like, he doesn't know how lucky he is. No worries, except keeping this school clean. No nutty villains to chase like I have. He's like, oh, man, this janitor's got it great. I'm Spider-Man, but he's a janitor. He doesn't have to worry about anything. Meanwhile, the janitor's probably, like, unclogging this vacuum from vomit or something like that from a Flash Thompson was out partying last night and filled the sink with vomit and it wouldn't drain. When you fill a sink with vomit and it won't drain, it's got to come out somehow. It's not going to go down. It's got to come back out. I've always said that. <clears throat> so we're at the school <laughs> and the Sandman this is probably my favorite part Sandman just shows up everyone's talking to I guess the principal and the Sandman demands a diploma look here I'm Principal Davis I demand to know quiet you I'll do the talking so you're the principal eh hmm you know something I never graduated school maybe this is my chance to get a diploma so basically, and then the principal's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Sandman says, well, you're going to find out right now. I figure a guy like me deserves the best of everything. So I want you to write me out a diploma or else. Principal, nothing could make me do that. A diploma must be earned. Your threats can't make me violate my trust or my duties. Which is so funny because I'm like, oh yeah, high school diploma. I'm sure a high school principal today would be like, Oh no, this is this is a sacred duty. And if I just give you a diploma, what does that say for all the other students? I'm sure they'd be like, oh, will you just leave if I give you a fucking diploma? Here. I just gave them to a bunch of kids who didn't even do shit. What difference does it make? At least you had the, the business sense to threaten me. Um, and then the principal is basically about to get punched by the Sandman because he's like, I won't, I won't do this. And he's like, students, you're in my care. Run home and blah, blah, blah. Sandman's about to paste him one, and that's when Spider-Man just jumps in and socks him in the face. Now, this is just like, all I could think when I was watching this was like, or reading this was like, what would I have given to have this happen when I was in school? Like, I'm in fucking calculus class, bored off my ass, just kind of, or, you know, senior world studies, where we just colored in maps. Senior world studies is the class that I most remember falling asleep in. Like, falling asleep to the level where my head was nodding and that's what woke me up was like the acceleration of my head falling down on my neck. I wasn't tired. I was just so bored. It was just that boring. What would I have given to have the Sandman show up in class and, like, threaten the principal? That would have been fucking great. I had a calculus class where a girl threw up on her jacket and partially on a boy that she liked. 
and she was really embarrassed and the teacher like picked up her jacket and it was a windbreaker and the vomit just slid on the floor. And that interrupted us for about five minutes. This teacher was like real into keeping us on track. So we just kind of kept going. Um, and then eventually someone came and cleaned it up. But I have to say, I was just like, when that happened, I was like, oh, thank fuck. Because now we have like eight minutes where we're not going to have to do calculus. We'll just be like dealing with this girl who just threw up in class. <laughs> so a distraction on this level. There's like nothing I wouldn't have given. So, you know, Spider-Man paced someone. They start fist fighting. Um, I will say there's some pretty excellent Sandman art in this issue. Like he turns his fists into huge blocks that he's hitting Spider-Man with or trying to. He's like sluicing through his web. There's a really great shot where Spider-Man's coming through double doors and he's like swinging from the top of the door. Like he's got his hands on the top of the door frame and he's swinging out the door and Sandman is in the room and he's like turned his hand into this huge giant hand that's trying to grab Spider-Man. You know, they tussle, Spider-Man smashes his head into the stair railing and like explodes it into sand and then the Sandman turns into a ball and like encompasses Spider-Man and they go tumbling down the stairs. You know, Spider-Man tries to hit him with a drill. I think that's just a trick though because then Spider-Man picks up the vacuum, vacuums that fucker up, case closed. Now here's where it gets really good. Um, so Peter Parker wanted to sell some Sandman picks to J. Jonah Jameson, right? That's how he's going to make the money. He uh, has to have some pictures of Spidey fighting Sandman. So what does he do? He's like, well, I vacuumed him up. Fuck, I didn't take any pictures. He grabs a bucket of sand that's for, you know, putting out fires. He's like tossing it in the air and diving through it. And then he puts some in the air and then he's punching it. And uh, he's just recreating the fight, right? He's faking it. These are total fakes, these pictures. But he says, since this really happened a few minutes ago, it can't be unethical. It's like shooting a retake of a movie. I hope the camera is focused just right. These should be good shots. <laughs> like, okay. All right, Spidey. Whatever you got to tell yourself to sleep at night. That's just fine. Um, so, you know, then they, the police come. They get a vacuum bag, all this shit. Jameson still wants to arrest him, still being a dick about it. But, you know, whatever. He just, like, swings away and escapes, transforms into Peter Parker. He's like, oh, give me, uh, give me those pictures. And he's like, here's the film, Mr. Jameson. I didn't have time to have it developed yet. Jameson, that's all right. Don't worry about it. I'll take the cost of developing out of your pay. <laughs> he's such a cheap fucker. He's just like, don't worry. I'll make sure that, that you pay for the developing. So then Peter Parker shows up back with his friends, right? And is like, hey, hey, gang, what's up? You know, and they're like, oh, you miss Spider-Man. He's fucking awesome. Um, Peter Parker almost punches Spider-Man in the face. I'll wipe that stupid leer off your face. Uh, Flash Thompson kind of looks like uh, Archie. Peter Parker almost socks him. But then he's like, if I get into a fight, I could pulverize him. So, you know, he pretends like it's not even worth it and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, the kids really fucking hate Spider-Man. 
It's pretty pretty great. Or not, I'm sorry. They hate Peter Parker. They love Spider-Man. They take every chance to to like make fun of him. They're like driving past him in their car just to be like, "Oh, you're such a dick." And that's about it. Um Oh, and also Peter Parker hears people talking about Spider-Man. You know, everyone's like, oh, he's a menace. He's a menace, right? And he's like, maybe I am a menace. And then it's like, stay tuned for next time. The end. However, of course, we've got a, a letters page that's pretty important. So let's just go through some of Spidey's web, Spider's web, excuse me. You could send your address letters to the Spider's Web, third floor, 655 Madison Avenue, New York, 21, New York. Dear Stan and Steve, I have just read a terrific new comic that is worthy of reading over and over again. Its name, The Amazing Spider-Man, and it's great. No question about it. Well, maybe just one. In the first half of the book, Spider-Man's secret identity is Peter Parker, but in the second half, his secret identity is Peter Palmer. Which name is right? Uh, from Gary. Gary, literally hundreds of puzzled fans have called our attention to that king-sized error. We don't know how it happened, but to set the record straight, Spider-Man's real name is Peter Parker, and we're going to do our best to see it stays that way. So there you go. If you're looking for like a Gmail address that's like a hardcore Spidey fans only, Peter Palmer. Um, there was a pretty great letter... Not because the letter was great, but because it's from a guy named Bill Schmuck. Bill Schmuck. Uh, Lending even more credence to the idea that perhaps these aren't real. Okay. Dear Stan and Steve, I can tell already that the Spider-Man letter column will contain fantastic rave letters claiming that you have the art of Dolly, the writing of Shakespeare, and the greatest character since Ellery Queen. Sure. Probably you will also print one crank letter saying, Spider-Man stinks because he's a real weirdo, so why don't you give him some more powers and a romantic interest and have him talk to spiders and befriend them and square him with the law so as he can be a fighter for crimes. Even if you won't be as good or as bad as any of the letters you print, there's certainly no denying that you have something going for you. The cover was the best ever used on any magazine you edit. The interior art of Human Torch was especially outstanding. The best treatment he has had since the good old days. The plots were sound, and the personal touches that make your stories what they are abounded. The way Spider-Man flies by swinging from web to web may displease the window cleaners who have to clear the webs away. <laughs> but I hope that you keep it, rather than have him jump or catapult himself until he's effectively flying under his own power. The scenes in the second story on page 7 were especially effective. One gripe, and I will bring this letter to a close. Such quotes as, My spider instincts sense danger behind me. That tingle I feel. My quarry is close. I can still sense him in the dark. All imply some vague power which has no reasonable explanation and which is unnecessary to the story. Most superheroes have such unexplained instincts which save the writer the trouble of thinking up a more reasonable and clever way out of the plot difficulties, but I just hope you keep Spider-Man out of this rut. From Rick Wood. Oh, come on, Rick. What rut? How many other superheroes do you know with spider instincts? So this sets up like a little bit of actually... In the next issue, uh, issue number five... There's actually a little bit of, it almost seems like, now here's where I can't tell if this letter is real or if it's made up. Um, 
Because if it's real, then this letter may have shaped a little bit of some of what's coming up because they definitely spend some time better clarifying Spider-Man's spidey sense, right? But on the other hand, if it's made up, this is just like, this is actually some of the best marketing ever, right? Because you're like, oh, someone's, it's, it's making people write in because it's like making them think, hey, if I write in with an insightful letter, they're going to change or explain something to me in the comic. I'm going to affect the final product. So I'm going to write in some fucking great letters and get crazy. There you go. Done and done. All right, everybody. Well, that takes care of issue number four. We will see you next time for issue number five. In the meantime, if you're enjoying what you hear here, <laughs> if you're enjoying what you hear on this show, um, make sure to do these three things. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Thwipcast. Um, follow at Helpful Snowman. That's kind of the blanket for everything. And then also, give us a fucking iTunes review. I know every show is like, review us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, review us on iTunes. And I know it's a huge pain in the ass, and I don't do it either. But just do it. That's the most helpful thing you can do. That is way more helpful than any other, you know, oh, give us money or I don't know, some bullshit about like, oh, tell your friend. Don't tell your fucking friend. Tell a bunch of strangers on the iTunes store. That's what that's what we really want. That's what we really need. Tell some strangers, give it five stars and just say, great. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you rate it. Unless you rate it one, in which case, you screwed up. But that's just the old Parker luck, right? Okay, everybody. See you next time. <laughs>